0: Hi, welcome to For the Culture Canada, the center point of art and entrepreneurship. Uh, Today, I have somebody that is actually a client of Growth X Media. So we had Growth X Media on last week, and we're we're actually interviewing one of his clients today. His name is Grizzy Winter. He is (laughs) a a (laughs) Vancouver-based musician and actor who's been doing music ever since he was actually in high school. And um, we're gonna basically get into what he's been up to and how GrowthX Media has been helping him in his career. So, what's up, man?
1: How you doing? what's going on man nice uh uh, (laughs) it's nice to be on the show sorry i had a brain fart when i was talking there for a second man it's early i get it i get it yeah yeah. yeah. (laughs) need that coffee like right now
0: (laughs) yeah no kidding
1: huh yeah Yeah. i know
0: i know but uh yeah okay cool so um you're feeling good are you feeling nervous about this interview at all
1: uh no but my mouth might say something different so like i feel like i'm okay
0: (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Dope. Dope. Okay. So before we get into this interview, I want to get into your past a little bit. So you grew up with Jamaican parents, right? Yes. Okay. And so where were you born?
1: uh, I was born out here in East Van. I was actually born um, at at, uh, Children's Hospital. Um, But um, because I moved the minute like after I was born, my parents took me back to Jamaica, so I got my dual citizenship there. Right, um, cool. I so I used to go back uh, pretty regularly when I was a kid. Um, up until like about like thirteen or something. Um, yeah, I was, but uh, I grew up with uh, my my parents um, emigrated here, so I was the first one born in Canada. Oh, um, very cool. Yeah, first uh, first generation, so I have very my roots are very closely tied to like the island kind of thing. Yeah,
0: and yeah.
1: Um, growing up here with uh, knowing that, like I kind of had this determination thing to, cause you know, first generation born here, you kind of like your, parent, your, your parents' hopes and dreams and stuff. You know what I mean? So you have to kind of figure out your way. And uh, yeah. for me, that was, uh, music ended up being that. Um, film is that as well, but music's like my first love, my passion. It's like, I don't know how, I've never not, when I've learned how to write songs and, like, listen to music, like, that's literally how it gets me through the day. Even if I'm having a shit day, it's just like, as long as, long as I can play, like, a certain song, or I can write a song, or I can listen to this beat, I don't really care how the rest of the day went.
0: Yeah, yeah, okay, that's fair. Why'd your parents move from Jamaica over to Canada, and why Vancouver specifically?
1: Uh, to To hear my mom tell it, it was the first place that offered her a job. <laughs> Oh, okay. uh, so she moved over here first. Um a friend of hers or my auntie introduced her to my father who was in Jamaica uh still. Uh, so he moved over here. They got um they got married probably uh, late 80s or something. Uh I was born uh shortly thereafter. Um and then um after that uh they split up and I ended up staying with my moms. My father stayed here for a couple of years, moved out to Calgary, and uh, after, but all of the things that happened in between that kind of gave me like a lot of stuff, material that I could use in my, my music and stuff, right? right. So that's uh, kind of how that happened. Uh, I asked my mom a couple of times but her other options were like California or Toronto. She didn't like Toronto because the people were rude. She didn't like California because America. So oh. <laughs> Vancouver was kind of like the, <laughs> it's like checking all the options. Like Vancouver looked like the best one, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah, And why'd you choose to stay in Vancouver the entire time?
1: Uh, I didn't stay here the entire time. Uh, I moved uh, to Alberta for a bit. Uh, I went to states back and forth for a little bit. Um, the reason I probably stayed here the most is because I have a lot of really close people here. Yeah. And, um, like, I don't feel like my entire future is based here. But okay. um I do, I do respect the fact that I have, like, roots and, like, grounding and, like, in here, right? Because I've always said it's, like, if I had to, like, fly to L.A. and stay there for six months, I'd always come back and live here, like, no matter what. Like, because this is... I feel comfortable here. I feel safe here. I feel like this place gives me a lot more inspiration than, like, other places. Like, I'm not saying that's going to be, like, the case entirely forever, but this is kind of... It's kind of nice to know that you can always come back home and my home is somewhere that actually brings me peace. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I get you. Okay, okay, I get you. I get you.
1: So, um, growing up, you grew up with reggae
0: music a lot, of course, with your Jamaican parents and everything like that. Um, And then you also grew up with, like, with your rap influences being like Nas and Tech Nine, and then rock influences saying like Linkin Park and stuff like that. Yeah. So, um, what about, okay, so everybody of course will respect like Nas and Lil Wayne and all those guys, but what about Linkin Park and Foo Fighters really drew you into their music?
1: Uh, <laughs> I guess I was like, you know, like between like 12 to 14 is like the angsty teenagers. Yeah. so like i think like when i heard lincoln park and it was like the first time i heard the band i was kind of like i was like this uh in the end and like just the wit just this just, just the song hit me and i was like this is really good and it, like i related to it a lot and because it was like because uh, to me their music especially like then it they sung about like the painful stuff and like all the stuff that like people didn't understand and like I could relate to it and it gave me like this it, it made it okay for me to want to make to get my aggression out in like a a safer way you yeah. know what I mean and it gave it kind of gave me like this different outlet uh I, like a opened up an outlet for me um, and their music's always done that, like, no matter, like, especially if I'm in that mood where it's like, I feel upset or whatever, I listen to their music and it just it kind of gives me like a sense of calm, right? Uh, right. cause then I, like, I have somewhere to challenge that anger and that rage. Um, Foo Fighters, I just like I, I love guitar and, um, with their songs, like they have such a different variety and stuff that like, I always... Kind of appreciated it that like not every song sounded the same, and they tried to like do different things on dif- on, on uh, different songs. Like, Lincoln Park came first, and that's the reason that I like Lincoln Park, I think, is because it was like a rap rock thing. So like it gave it, like something yeah. I already liked listening to. It was in a different form, and I appreciated that with Foo Fighters It was a straight up rock and I kind of just like but I did like how they made their songs and like the whole story of like how the band got together and like the whole thing like it just their music really like struck me um yeah. I think growing up in Vancouver, especially the city was first and foremost like a rock town, right so like there's a lot of like punk influences, a lot of like like um a lot of uh like rock influences out here so it's like like the first record uh, the first like album i listened to was like blink 182 but then the first album i bought was like the blueprint by jay-z you know what i'm saying so like i like had i was already knew uh some of that kind of stuff it wasn't necessarily my thing but i could appreciate it and i always wanted to like learn how to get some of those elements and put it into my own stuff. Right. Because it's, cause like music's a universal language and it doesn't matter what kind you like, at least you can understand the different themes and stories that come out of music. Right.
0: Yeah, sure. 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 Okay. And then you started getting into music, uh, at a pretty young age, right? Like high
1: school, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I started, um, I started writing my, I forgot wrote my first tried to first write my first rap at 16. I was terrible. Uh, I remember uh, I remember uh, being called out to battle in the middle of the field with like this one kid that was a really good rapper when I was younger and I was like, I'll was like, ah, I'll battle you and I remember getting up there and I was like, ah oh, shit, I, I, I don't want to do that. <laughs> um, but I started writing songs when I was 16, I started writing raps when I was 16 and I just kept going. And then uh, eventually when I hit like 19 or something, I started like recording like my first set of songs. Yeah, and uh, obviously, in the beginning, they're not great. Uh, I don't even know if I still have those recordings anymore, but um, I uh, I dropped it. Took me a while to drop like my first couple singles, and uh, I remember I dropped I had one, I, dro- I recorded like three, and I held on to them for like two years, and I dropped them maybe like tw- six or seven years ago. And automatically the response was like, "This is really good," and I'm like, "Okay, maybe I'm onto something here." And I just kept going with that, right? And right. Uh, as I started growing and like life started kept happening, like my sound kept changing, and like I, I initially I started I just wanted to be like the bar rapper with the funny punchlines and like whatever, like. And then eventually like that grew into like me trying to tell stories. And then after that, it just turned into like me wanting to make a connection with people through the stuff that I've been through, through the the things I can make songs about, not just like rapping, but like singing as well. And songwriting and different, and all these different things. And then now I'm in this place where I just like, I just want to make connection. I, I want my music to connect with people. I want people to be able to relate to the things I'm talking about. And if that's, and that's the whole goal. Like I know a lot of people when they get into the rap game, it's like, oh, I'm gonna get money in these bitches and all. Like that doesn't matter at the end of the day. All that matters is like, do people connect to what you're saying?
0: Right. Yeah, like yeah. I want
1: to make music with substance, and that's kind of like where I started at. I wanted to just make like, you know, songs that I could get like girls off of, and like maybe I could get paid off of. To like, I actually want to make a connection with people, and I want them to. I want my music to resonate with somebody. So if someone's going through something a hard time, or you know, like they went through something that I went through like similarly or whatever they'd be like oh yeah like i can listen to this guy's song and like i understand like that's exactly what i'm going through kind of thing and that's what i think the power of music is at the end of the day is to Mm -hmm. like make a connection with people that you can help somebody out of like an emotion that they're not knowing how to deal with kind of thing
0: yeah yeah okay i see i see and i noticed on your spotify you only really have like one album drop though and and a few singles do you have uh what about all the other stuff that you've done that since you you've been like 19 years old and stuff like that where did all that go
1: uh uh, okay so i the stuff that's on my spotify under um grizzy winter is there i used to have a different stage name which was grizzy Grizz, and i have an album on there called infinity gauntlet on spotify as well right um but because it's like not, the name is not the same, it's not under my list of stuff, right? Um, all my stuff previous to that is on my uh, SoundCloud. And I haven't really used my SoundCloud in a while just because uh, there's now this negative connotation with like rappers in SoundCloud. And I try to not like put my stuff on there. You is there?
0: Because I don't think so. Because like that's kind of what's hot right now. I don't think that there's anything really negative about it.
1: I, you know what? Like I feel like. I, this is the way I feel. I feel like when Spot, uh, SoundCloud, uh, SoundCloud started, it was a place that anybody could put their music on. Them. And, then, like, everybody went on there. And, like, I feel like, in my personal point of view, it's like, oh, yeah, you find my stuff on SoundCloud. People just assume you're going to have, like, colored hair or a bunch of face tattoos or whatever the hell. You know what I'm saying? And, like, it's, I'm not knocking that at all. I'm just saying, like, for me, like, I find that when I put my stuff on all the actual streaming platforms, people tend to take you a little bit more seriously. Like, you can get found on SoundCloud, but then, like, when you get found and a bunch of people like it off top, like, it's not going to stay that way. It's, meanwhile, so you, you know what I mean? Like, you go to Spotify, somebody's like, oh, it's your Spotify. What's your Apple? What's your what's your title? Whatever. The minute they look you up, they can find you, right? Like, Spot, I feel like when you're on SoundCloud, it's more of like, a shot in the pan kind of thing like they'll listen to you once and then like never listen to you again meanwhile Uh Spotify and Apple and all those things it's like they'll literally like save you and then stream you kind of thing
0: well the thing about it though is that what if whoever you're talking to doesn't have a title doesn't have Apple Music or Spotify
1: then everybody's got YouTube (laughs) <laughs> all, okay. It's all on YouTube then. Yeah, I've also on YouTube and stuff. That's all under my channel Grizz TV. So, including the uh, first album, the Infinity Gauntlet album, that's on there as well because that uh, I uploaded all the songs on there as well. Um, that out al- my that album also is on SoundCloud. Um, I'm trying to figure out a way to get um, the whole album, the original one, on my spotify resident right now there's just like a clearance issue because i have a song i did with a re, leah remix that yeah. uh i'm trying to see if i can get the permission from the producer for but the producer is really because he gave me the beat but then he, it's hard to get a hold of him right now so oh, okay. like my my other option is i have to go to the estate which is basically your family and be like hey like this person made this beat i bought the beat I use it on an album, now I can't upload it, so I just kind of need a, like, a written form of consent from them, and it's just kind of hard. It's just kind of like a lot of hoop-jumping kind of thing.
0: Yeah, I understand. Yeah, yeah, I understand. Yeah. Um, okay, okay. Uh, by the way, I think you should totally upload your music on a SoundCloud, because yeah. based on what I'm hearing, dude, everybody uploads their shit on a SoundCloud, and if anybody is being, like, judgmental about it, you should not give a fuck about what those people think, man, because it's your music, and you should be proud of what you do, man, because yeah. honestly, like fuck what those people think if they think that if they're gonna <laughs> give judgment to you about like having colored hair and face tats man that's their problem not yours you should have yeah. your music out for everybody to hear regardless I,
1: I agree i agree it's um i don't like to t- i usually like i couldn't be in this industry if i was really trying to take people's like opinions too seriously it just like after a while i think for me it's just like i felt like i outgrew it kind of thing yeah you know what I mean? Like I was using SoundCloud forever. Like SoundCloud's like, I'm going to get a lot of props to SoundCloud. Like the first like couple songs that did really well for me were off SoundCloud, right? So like I can't, I'm not knocking it and stuff. But it's, like I think for me personally, I just kind of like outgrew it a little bit just because it's like, I wanted to take my stuff to the next step. I think like eventually when I do drop my next project, I would put it on SoundCloud, but just like after I put on all the streaming services first, right?
0: yeah okay all right um okay so the last thing that you dropped is actually dope and yeah. you had it with Shadé monroe yeah. so um, so is that sort of like a single leading up to a new album or a project or is just is that just a single for just a single
1: no that is a single off my next project which is called illuminate which i'm dropping in around spring summer so probably like may or june yeah um those two songs I have on um, on Spotify right now, "Kill the Pills" and "Dope," are coming, are going to be on the album. Yeah. Um, the I put it out as a single just so I could like so people could hear it because I really I really love that song. I really love both those songs. Yeah. And um, i kind of obviously you know dropping a single from an out al- from an upcoming album. I'm trying to build hype for the album, right? Um, I'm very happy on how people received it, cause yeah. um, like I've never really done like a kind of like a poppy song before, and then everybody's like, "No, this is really, really, really good." And I'm like, "Okay, well, I guess I would keep going." So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, I definitely, I definitely appreciate all the feedback and all the love from that. Um, my album is. like I said, it's coming in, uh, spring, summer. I just, I'm just trying to like be as professional with it as possible. So make sure that every, everything is done. Every, like I'm completely happy with it. You know what I'm saying? Like all the videos are ready. So then when I drop it, it's not just like, and I dropped an album and then whatever, it's like a campaign I'm trying to come through with, you know what I mean?
0: Right. And that's why you've teamed up with growth X media, right?
1: Yes, exactly.
0: How did you find them?
1: actually they found me Oh uh yeah they messaged uh me and asked and like uh wanted some uh some information and i was kind of i was really grateful i uh to be honest because i had a previous management uh management that weren't really they didn't really see my vision they were kind of just like getting me like little shows here and there that like wasn't really moving me forward and i i know i'm I can do better than that. I know I have more potential than that. I know I can do what I want for myself out of my music career. Yeah. And, uh, I linked up with them and they immediately were like, okay, this is what, what I want to do. And, right. uh, right off the top, we, we, built a website, uh, my website. Um, we started doing, uh, promo shots, um, uh, very, uh, different marketing campaigns. um, like like I have someone else I can bounce ideas off of, especially when it comes to like videos and like how I want to move thing, how I want to move forward and marketing and different that uh, they've been like very instrumental in like moving my career forward, and I'm extremely grateful for that
0: yeah, okay, okay, so sounds like they're doing a lot more for you than yeah. what your previous management was doing for you
1: oh yeah they my previous like not to knock like I, I, I not to knock' them, like I have a lot of love and respect for them i just feel like before they were trying to do a bunch of different things instead of just kind of focusing on what i was trying to do yeah like i get it like you know you can't just have one hustle and stuff but if you're agreed to help someone out or you're gonna be their manager and stuff and i'm gonna pay you like i feel like i should feel comfortable with the results and stuff so i actually feel comfortable with like paying and like you know what i mean like i want to I like I understand things take time, but like if I after like a couple months and not seeing any real like movement in what I'm trying to do, and I'm still setting up all my shows, and I'm still doing all my advertisement, I'm still doing all my marketing, and like I'm not getting any help, and like every time uh, I release something, like I'm it's not getting shared, and it's I kind of felt like okay, so like what am, what's really going on here, kind of thing, right? Okay. And, uh, growth just stepped in at the right time when I was like, I'm kind of like over this and like, literally I was talking to a friend about it. And like, next thing I know, I get a message like, Hey, like, I really like your stuff. Like, uh, how I want to help you with this. Like, how can we move forward? And it was like, okay, I guess like, you know, the universe works in mysterious ways, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So what are you trying to get? What do you want to eventually like get out of this whole thing? Um, like what, what are your goals with like within 2019 for it?
1: Um, well, my goal so far this year is, uh, drop my album. Uh, my third project, um, tour, tour is a big thing. Even if it's a couple city dates, like as long as I can perform in different places and like, uh, show more people like what I, what I'm capable of and stuff, uh, grow, um, drop a couple of videos. Basically my whole goal of this year is to kind of just, build, keep building what I've built on so already, and just to expand, like, I want the world to hear my music, right? Yeah, okay. I want everybody to be able to, like, even if, like, even if it's one song that they can, like, say, like, I get this, I relate to this, I want to, I want to show this to everybody else, that's, that's all I really want out of it, right, is to continue growing, um... Growing, having people grow with me as I keep on this journey of trying to, like, of telling my story or telling other stories or just having people that, like, can be like, hey, I like this song because I relate to this and, like, whatever. Like, the best compliment I've ever gotten from somebody is this, like, hey, that song got me through a really hard time and I really appreciate it
0: yeah there you go well your music is very much based on what you've experienced personally and sort of what the black experience is like for a lot of people and everything like that and all the issues that you know you guys go through and everything so when it comes to like your upbringing you've had a very quite a rough upbringing right like you you've been like growing up getting bullied and just like whatever people talking shit and whatever like that so why why did you why was everybody sort of like so harsh against you when you were growing up
1: um Okay, well, growing up in Vancouver, especially back then, uh, the black population was very small. Yeah, um, everybody I knew growing up that I was close with lived in East Van. My mom lived in like North Burnaby, so I ended up going to school out there. And uh, growing up, like I, I was, I was, a little, I was the odd man out like the whole time. Like I was. The, always the only black kid in my classes, I was always the only one i like it very felt very hard to fit in and I, every time I'd come back to East Van where, I knew everybody i automatically felt at home and so I tried to stay out here as much as possible, like stay on my aunt's and stay with friends or whatever. but it was hard plus like in the environment I grew up with like with my parents like their relationship was very toxic and very uh, there's a lot of like violence around the home and stuff, so it was so, I was kind of very much introverted, right? Um, all those things, uh, growing up gave me like a big chip on my shoulder, and it was very hard for me to like make connection with people at the beginning, right? Um, yeah, and being black on top of that, like you already feel like an outsider because there's no one, it's hard to find people that relate to you because we're all very scattered throughout the city, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. um, so. Uh, going through those situations and feeling very much alone, like uh, as I started growing up, especially in high school, like I kept trying to find ways that I could fit in, and all that really did is get me in trouble, right? So, and like eventually, after a while, I just turned into like this, this, this tro this like. What are the bad kids, <laughs> I guess. Like, my my school, like, I had teachers who liked me, teachers who hated me, like, I was barely at school. I was always in trouble. I was always fighting. I was always involved in something. Eventually, as I got a little older, I got into the game, and that ended up just causing a lot of uh, self-inflicted trauma, I want to uh, say, just because, like, I'd, I'd seen friends die. Like, I went, through this, I went to jail. I did the whole, like uh like in and out of the system kind of thing and you're talking all those like, things you're talking
0: about like being a plug right yeah yeah okay okay yeah yeah so fighting. all
1: those all those different kind of things end up um eventually after a while i kind of just i was like i hit this point where i'm like i don't even i don't want this anymore i yeah music was always like my escape and i wasn't even doing it anymore at a point because i was just so caught up in trying to like like make money and get ahead and like be this guy or whatever the hell, you know what I mean? And like after a while, I I think I had a moment of realization. I was kind of like, look, I don't, I don't want this anymore. Like I have way too much potential and way too much uh, energy and love to give to just put myself as this like one thing, right? Like I don't just want to be a dope boy for the rest of my life. Like that's not what I want Mm -hmm. for myself, right? You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, I took a, and I had to lose like one of my best friends, uh, a couple other people, and for me to finally kind of be like, look, like I'm done. Like I don't want this anymore, and I want to focus on what I want for myself. And it was to connect with people through music, right? right. And uh, I started making, I started raking songs again, and I released the first out, the the first out, uh, Infinity Gauntlet when I was going to Grizzly Grizz, and then I uh, did uh, No Rest for the Wicked, and then I kind of took a break for a year. And uh, I started really like doing some self-reflection, right and uh through that self-reflection, I started like making this album, and I think this is probably the best project I've come up uh, I've made so far.: Sick. Definitely. Yeah, it took it, I just started really looking like at the things I'd done, like the situations I'd been around, like um, not to, and it was not just all about me. like I have other people's stories in here, obviously I have the permission to tell and stuff like that like kind of shows like. Uh, how everybody's kind of like addicted to something, either be it money, power, sex, whatever, relationships, like drugs, all that shit, because it's like we're all just kind of looking for something, right? And that, right. and all of those themes are in this project, and it's probably the one of the most cohesive, like emotional, lit projects I've ever had. Sick. Very excited about what I've, what I've created so far.
0: Is it uh, kind of more, is it gonna be more melodic as well since So Dope, or sorry, since Dope did so well for you?
1: Um, there's a couple songs on there, but it is, it, it, I think uh, the thing I was trying to do mostly with this thing is um, give, uh, have different sounds, not just have one straight like sounding album. so there's like there's like a trap song there's like a there's like like kill the pills it's like the rapper like you know for like the rap heads dope is like a very melodic song like you said i have uh different songs that are like very upbeat like very like makes you want to dance i have also like ones that make you think and like everything that's coming all of this stuff is still like as different as it sounds can sound from different songs like it all is basically under the one theme right and that's what i wanted out of this whole thing is to basically have this project that's like every do you have a different song for every mood yeah okay and that's uh, it's all right but you still understand the whole theme of what i'm trying to create here and that's it's just like hey we all everybody can relate to at least something that i've said and one of these songs
0: yeah okay that makes sense dope yeah. very cool okay so i wanted to actually ask you about something that you said in kill the pills you said game is so fucked i think about going celibate hip-hop right now is going through a deficit so here's the thing about it man do you right. you you really believe that about hip-hop right now
1: i feel like um, i feel like right now this is my thing, cause I'm a hip hop head, and I like when I started listening to like hip hop, like I actually went. I was a nerd about it, so I went back and started listening to all this stuff from like from like Furious the Sugar Hill Gang and like the Furious Five and like Big Daddy Kane. Up, like I went through the decades of it, right? So the way I feel about it right now is like, and this happens every couple decades, like we hit like hip hop hits a point where it gets like stagnant, and then somebody has to come and recreate something, like right. in the '90s, like. And, like, if you look at it, like, the 90s, everybody's doing the boom-bap thing, and then, like, Tupac shows up, and everybody wants to be a gangster, and everybody was a gangster for, like, the next, like, 10, 15 years, and then, like, you get, like... Uh, and then Bling after era. that, like, 50 starts, and everybody just keeps doing it, and then, like, yeah. you have people trying to... You know what I mean? Like, everybody kind of follows the wave kind of thing. Yeah, I think yeah. right now, uh, what, frust- what what frustrates me is that, like, nobody's trying to be inventive. Like, I see a lot of... Uh, people copying each other. That's very uh, true. Yeah. There's a lot of people copying each other. I see a lot of little wing clones mm-hmm, mm-hmm. with half the skill. <laughs> I see um I see people just trying to fit into a formula instead of trying to be themselves. That's why I like cats like J. Cole and Kendrick and like Brock Hampton and uh uh who else I like and like Black isn't is like an R and B dude, but he raps and stuff. Like cats like that, like they kind of try to like make their own lane, kind of thing. Right. While a lot of other people are trying to fit into a formula, and I think what's happening, from my perspective, is that like people keep trying to feed into the formula, and like hip hop, as far as I can see, is getting very far away from the original intent of it, which was to not every song like granted not every song has to be um like this like a like uh speaker truth kind of thing you could have party songs or whatever but there's definitely like i i switch from like hey like you can have different lanes to like this is the one lane and you have to follow it right and um when i wrote that line i i I was like yeah because it's what i'm seeing right now like uh, when I made that comment, the, the 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 like the face tattoo rapper kind of thing, like it's like it's like cool if that's your thing, but like have a different style. Don't just be another version of like Little Peep or Little Uzi or whatever the other littles out here. You know what I mean? Like be like like I can give Peep respect because he wasn't really a rapper, but he at least had his own like style and thing. Like XXX, yeah. like rest in uh, rest in peace. Like he had his own style and stuff, right? Yeah. And but I found that like a lot of people see a style and instead of trying to figure out their own lane, they just kind of just keep copying each other and copying each other to the point where like now the idea of being a rapper is like you have this one image in your head, right? Yeah. And but this is but this is also like this also happened before because I remember when like 50 came out, like every like there was an image of that, like the do-rag and the, the bulletproof vest and whatever, and that was like the idea of it, right? So I feel like what I said that, I, what I really want out of the game is to like nurture individuality instead of just trying to conform to like this weird um, cartoon corporate version of what a rapper should be, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, you're definitely right about a lot of people copying each other. I can yeah. guarantee that you're very, very right about that. The, right. Only, the, the thing that I would argue is that I don't think hip-hop has lost its way because hip-hop still provides. Two things that made it very very well the original reason why it exists in the first place one it's 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 entertaining like to yeah. me, like honestly i love kendrick lamar and my favorite album of his is to pimp a butterfly but yeah, yo sure, honestly I, I love lil pump too i think lil pump yeah. is so entertaining i love his stories i love his music i love his music videos they're all really fucking awesome yeah and two it's the second thing that hip hop provides that it's always had is a format for people to express themselves. And that's way more apparent now than it's ever been before. Because like, let's say for example, um, a lot of people talk about heartbreak now. It's just a very, like, it's a relatable thing to everybody. Everybody goes through breakups and shit. And so like, yeah. So, but there's also a lot of people that choose to express themselves. Like J Cole is just as viable as like, um, Lil Yachty is you know what I mean like they're both just as popular at the same time if, if right. anything I think hip hop is more interesting and more uh, true to what it's going for now than it's ever been before cuz we can have people like remember when Kanye West came onto the scene and he's yeah. wearing like polo shirts yeah yeah, and, yeah yeah and Louis backpacks like he was like so different from 50 Cent yeah. and the rest of the bling and gangster era shit that was happening yeah. at the time and yeah. you couldn't have that like at the time it was either you were team Kanye or team 50 but nowadays yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like you can appreciate jay Cole and you can listen to XXXTentacion at the same time frankly right. i think i think nowadays hip- pop is so exciting and just there's just so much variety in it like it's it's crazy yeah.
1: i i do i do agree with the, the variety thing like i do like appreciate the, a lot of the variety because you're right you can't listen to like one thing you can listen to like a j and then listen to x or you can listen to like uh like a flat push zombies and then listen to uh, turn around and like listen to like old uh like kanye or like travis scott or whatever like i'm not saying that I appreciate the variety. I actually love it because you can make all the different types of songs. You don't have to make one thing. Yeah, yeah I think yeah. mostly what I don't agree with mm-hmm. is like, because like, is the, some of the subject matters kind of gotten like really, like the drug rap stuff. Like, I don't, I don't agree with that at all because, okay. um, it, it, like, the gangster area stuff, it just made like, because that was my era. So like, all that stuff kind of like, growing up like music influences you so everybody wanted to be a gangster everybody wanted to do a lot of stuff the drug rap stuff i can't necessarily agree with because i see the effects of what that does to people right yeah especially now like down here in van like there's a there's a big epidemic of like young people overdosing and dying all the time like there's a there was 150 people who overdosed in a day like last year yeah you know what i'm saying oh yeah So, like, and a lot of them are younger and stuff. And then, like, I have, like, little homies and stuff that I'll see and be, like, they'll be, like, singing these songs and, like, trying to, like, turn up to, like, like, yo, let's get this, let's do this, this let's poppy's perks, let's do whatever, you know? Let's, like, you know what I mean? Like, I actually had one homie like, said to me, he's, like, yo, I'm just trying to get uh, fucked up, like, trippy trippy red or whatever. And I'm, like, what? (laughs) You know what I'm saying? So, like, and I feel like, and I feel like, that's like you can have your own influences and you can whatever but if you can't separate facts from fiction because like let's be real like a lot of rappers now they don't live the same, the same you know what i'm saying like they're not really doing that shit but yeah. like and so i find it like when you're you can have all the different variety you want but you have to be still kind of aware that like hey you say something and there's going to be like some 12 13 year old kid who's going to hear that and think oh i'm going to do that shit too right yeah, oh, and I of course. think now because hip hop is like hip hop is pop music now because it's everywhere. There's a lot more chance that somebody's gonna get lost in their way because of just like not because of what they're listening to, but because they can't tell fashion fiction.
0: Yeah, true, you know what I'm true, true. And kids are super impressionable, right? They'll do yeah. what the what you know people are saying but you know they they just have to be smart enough or they should be taught that like you know this is just entertainment this isn't something that you should necessarily just because your favorite rapper talks about doing lean doesn't mean that you should be doing lean
1: oh yeah you know? exactly exactly like i listen i'm a little wayne stan and a little i like i listened to little wayne and i didn't i never was like hey let me get this like let me get this promethazine up and shit and like fuck up my heart like that's why it. <laughs> it never entered my head right yeah. um but like but i like Like I said, like you said, there are a lot more impressionable kids who wouldn't think that way. And they'd be like, oh, that sounds cool. Let's go do that. You know what I mean? I feel like right now, especially in the culture, it's that is the wave, right? To rap about those things and to put that out there and stuff. And I feel like the idea that like your word, the idea that your words don't matter is kind of, like, very apparent, and that's kind of bullshit, because, like, even before when I, like, rappers would rap about the gangster shit, a lot of the gangster stories were, like, cautionary tales. Like, you yeah. ever listen to, like, a Jadakiss or, like, a Snoop Dogg or whatever, the stuff they would talk about, like, it was more like, this happened to me. It's not like, go do it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah that's what I'm that's but now it's more like yo, go do this, go like, and it's like I, I get it, like you know, you have a right to expect your art, like I, that's what I do as myself. But you also have to be aware that like, there's gonna be somebody out there who listens to it, and they're gonna like go do something stupid, and they might not wake up the next day because you were like, oh no, nah, like, like put like, get some lean, get some get some perks, you know, pop them shits, and then you know what I'm saying? Like I, it, I can't, I can't, I can't like agree with that. No, but of I, course. Of course, but like, at the same time, like everybody has the right to listen to whatever they want and I appreciate the fact that there is variety because that's what music needs is different types of stuff, but I just, I, from my perspective, I just wish that like the culture right now would be a little bit more um, aware of how much influence they have over people, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm.
0: yeah exactly and especially in vancouver uh given how like i hear it all the time you know i'll read it on on uh canadian news um or i'll hear on cbc where like oh yeah we have another epidemic another like overdose epidemic happening in vancouver like on hastings and shit like i get it
1: it's not just it's not just hastings like they like to focus it's like oh it's all on hastings like nah dude like literally like because growing up here, like, you know, you'd see addicts all the time and being a an dope boy or whatever. It's like, most of the people I would deal with were like older than me. Right. So I didn't really yeah. give a shit. It's like, you're, you're a grown ass adult and stuff. Like you can do whatever the fuck you want. Now it's like kids from high school to like their mid to early thirties are like literally getting into this stuff and or all the time. And that's who are, that's who are dying. It's us. It's the young people. Yeah. It's not, like, the older heads who have, like, they wasted their whole lives doing drugs. It's, like, literally, like, younger people who are dying all the time. Yeah. Right? And seeing that, like, especially now, it, like, it really, like, hit me because it was, like, before, like, you could separate it. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay, whatever. Like, you're older. This is – you decided to do that. Now it's, like – not like I, my buddy was telling me the other day, I was like, I was like, he was doing a drop or whatever. And like three, like 17 year old kids got in his car or were like asking for, and he's just like, how old are you? You know what I'm saying? And it's, and that's where it's at right now. And so like seeing all of this happen on such a consistent basis to the point where like people I know are dying a lot. Like I had a friend, I hadn't run into her any, I don't know, a long time. I saw her, we had a conversation. 24 hours later, she was dead on, an over- on an overdose. Damn, that's, that's a shame, man. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? And it's, like, and it's not just the overdose part, too. It's the game part, too, because the game has changed. Like, I don't know. Like, people, instead of, like, you know, before how it used to work out here, it was, like, you could, you could deal wherever, as all, you know what I'm saying? Like, you could have competing dealers. No one's going to start beef. There's no war. Like, people are getting shot and killed, like, a lot now. Really? You know what I'm saying? Like, a, yeah, a lot of uh, a couple of homeboys of mine. Like, they up, people found somebody found a, him and his cousin found dead in a car. They got shot in the back of the head. They just started. They were just in the game. You know what I'm saying? Like, like it's getting real, real rough out here. Cause like, cause fentanyl is big money, and a lot of people might not even know they're dealing it because it's in everything. And you kind of step on somebody's toes instead of like it kind of building to a thing. They just like kind of off you right away now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, it's, and it's like this, and it's getting real a lot more dangerous, a lot more treacherous. And I, when I see that and I like see that so often and stuff like kids coming in and like going in and out of treatment centers they are like in high school and it's like, and it's like an everyday thing. Like it's hard. Like they said in a statistic, like one in every like seven kids, uh, if you have a group of five friends, one, one of them's going to be an addict. One or two of them are going to be addicts now. It's like, yo, we have we have a problem. Like Vancouver has always been like the kind of the drug capital of Canada. Now we are the epidemic drug capital of Canada, and like they don't want to talk about it on the news. Like they kind of downplay like everything's cool, but like I I see this stuff right, and like people are literally dying, and they're all around our age. So I'm very much aware that like you know something's got to change. Like people maybe need something to like to believe it more than just like trying to survive. Cause it's also like a matter of um, like necessity and stuff too. Right. Cause like this place is way more expensive than it needs to be. Yeah. And I find that like people, because they're like grinding away, they need the escape. And so they get, they try to escape every weekend and that escape turns to like an addiction and that addiction turns to death if they don't like get help. Right.
0: Yeah. What do you think would be a good solution to end something like that, like, resolving the drug drug epidemic in, in Vancouver.
1: I, my opinion, I feel like what always helped, like, my, um, people around my, there's like a community, man, like, you know, we had more programs when I was growing up, we had more, like, connection, we had more friend. like, you know, we had more people willing to, like, kind of, like, take us by the hand and, like, put us in different programs and put us in different things and not all of it cost like an arm and a leg. So our parents didn't have to like pay out of pocket or whatever. There was like free community programs that you could go to and stuff like open, like community centers all the time and stuff that you could go and like you had different outlets that you didn't just have to do. Like you just, you weren't just sitting around, like you could actually go and do stuff. Right. Yeah. I think the, the, that's what we need more of and stuff cause that sense of community is what brings people together. Like, I, I applaud a lot of the younger kids now because they actually end up finding them, those things on their own, right? And they and have, and like, there's a lot of, Vancouver is a city full of creative people, a lot of artists, a lot of different creative types. So, like, collab, a lot of people are collaborating. That's why, like, the city's kind of getting more of a sound now because people are trying to make something, you know yeah. what I'm saying? But at the same time, it's like, we also need places to go do that at and they're more available to us because once that happens, then, like, it kind of, it's like, yeah, I could go do, go party and do all that shit with y'all, or I could go to this place where it's free and I could, you know, work on my, what I want for myself kind of thing. And I think if there's more of that, then, uh, m- this problem wouldn't be such an epidemic any, anymore. It gives, wh- what's that old saying that my mom, I'm trying to think of something, um, my mom used to tell me when I was a kid, it's like, idle hands are the devil's playground kind of yeah. thing. Yeah, so yeah. it's like, you know, if you don't have anything to do, then what are you going to do? You're going to go do something stupid.
0: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
1: Right. Yeah. So, like, I feel if we, if the city would focus more on that and like building up the youth and giving us more opportunities, then like we, this shit wouldn't be so prevalent as it is right now.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I think that if we had more prosperity, At the lower levels, right? Like if people are, if if a lot more people were able to, uh, if the city or just Canada in general were able to figure something out to allow people to uh, get more money, or just like if the economy was a little better for them, we'd have less people having to resort over to you know selling drugs in the first place. Yeah, exactly. And if we had a lot more treatment centers, I think if if it was like safe spaces for people to be able to like just do their thing, so that we had less people dying, so they can eventually. Uh, Get into rehab and help themselves and stop being addicts and I think that would help it out as well
1: Definitely, I definitely agree with that and they they try to do that because they have have insight on the downtown east side and we have uh, There's like more and more like I see programs trying to start up But they don't like they don't advertise these programs like you have to like literally search them So like no one really knows about them, right? Like if you if you're gonna have a program that you can that can get kids away from this stuff Why not tell them more about it? Don't like oh, we're going to make it, but we're not going to tell you about it. Like, how would you figure that out? You know what I'm saying? Like, not the average person is going to, like, Google, like, free, like, you know what I mean? Like, free program for, like, at-risk youth or whatever. You're like, no one, that's not the first thing that comes to their head. Like, you literally, something has to happen for you to spark that change, right? Like, I feel like if they're going to do these things to give us, give young people opportunities like that to change their life, you should, it'd be something that should be celebrated, not something you should do in secret.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Right. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, oh, and by the way, I wanted to actually ask you this too. Uh, so you're very obviously into hip-hop music, and hip-hop is a very, very big mainstay for you. But yeah. since you grew up with rock influences and stuff like that, and like Vancouver is very well known for having a very thriving rock and metal and punk scene, have you yeah. ever thought about venturing into that,
1: or have you? Uh... I, I have, like, I, I feel like my music, like, I'm a hip-hop artist first, but, like, I also, like I was saying earlier, like, I like to blend, I want to blend stuff, and I have, I've written some songs that are definitely, like, more rock-inspired, more rock like, I'm actually trying to work on one right now with somebody, um, it's something I want to do, like, I also want to, like, kind of do an EDM song <laughs> as well, right. um, but I, it's definitely something I really want to do, um, to kind of expand, the uh, that thing. Cause I feel like part of my style, like personal style is like, it's a little punky. Mm-hmm. It's not like, it's not like overly, like I'm not like, I don't got like combat boots or nothing, but like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like it's definitely like in there because that's part of like the city's culture. And I, I, I like growing up here, like I have observed a little bit of that. So that's something I definitely want. Um, I'm always open to, open to work with like a band or different bands or different singers or whatever, because like at the end of the day, like it's all music and it's all love. So like, it's definitely something I'm looking forward to like trying to explore in the future. Maybe I won't do a whole album, but I'll probably like make a couple songs out of it for sure. Yeah. For sure.
0: Cool. That'd be really interesting to see, man. Yeah. 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 Dope. Um, And uh, one last thing I wanted to get into was your acting. You're a little right. bit of an actor too, right? Yeah. Yeah, what have you what have you done with all that?
1: Um I did a well so far I did um I did a viral I did a viral uh, video for IT I, I don't fills is called um my first time biking to work and uh, I did that did got kind of like 250,000 views. Oh shit. Uh, yeah, it was dude, I was I was shook. Um, I did a couple shorts uh one's called inzolia It's a mobster movie i did um i have a there's one uh where i played a bartender it's coming out soon called the, the Fuck It list okay um i did that last year um i've also um had a couple like smaller things for like the flash and uh like a couple appearances here and there and like lucifer and Sick. uh supergirl and stuff like, I love acting. That was, like, originally when I was younger, I was like, I want to be on TV. I want to be an actor. Uh, I do like the industry, um, but music's my first calling. Um, right. It's But it's something I'm definitely looking forward to, like, kind of blending my both into right now. Like, what I would really like is to have one of my songs played on, like, one of these, like, teen shows or something so I can <laughs> make that bank, you know what I'm saying? Like, Riverdale, Holla. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, um Acting is definitely one of my uh, is definitely like uh, a love of mine. Um, I I credit a lot of like where my career, my music career is at right now from learning how the film industry works because the film industry and the music industries are very similar, and I was able to make a lot of connections through that. Yeah, and um, it's definitely helped me uh, build. It helped me build a, uh, my confidence with putting myself out there a lot more. Right. Um, and, like, how to go about it. And um, I'm very grateful for it. And it's something I, I'm pursuing in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, but right now, my, my music is my focus, right? But who knows? Like, I, I might be in a movie with Denzel one day, hopefully. I- <laughs>
0: <laughs> big dreams, big dreams. Yeah. Hey, that's sick, man. Well, Thank you, um, great. Well, I don't really have very much else to really, like, go off of. Um. I don't really have very many other questions for you, actually. Do you have any questions for me at all?
1: Uh, yeah, dude. Like, how long have you been uh, doing this?
0: Oh, uh, I've been doing it since about... My first interview was actually May 28th. May 28th, 2018. So it's only been about yeah. half a year for me so far.
1: Wow, but that's still... That's good, man. You keep going, keep pushing. And that's, I appreciate that for sure.
0: <laughs> yeah, thanks for being on the podcast, man. I appreciate it. It's, uh, it, was a fun, it was a good, fun interview, man.
1: I appreciate it. Thank you for having me, man. I appreciate you.
0: Yeah, yeah, of course. You too. And yo, I wanted to just say, by the way, I relate to you on the front that like I'm also first generation. Um, my yeah. parents are from India and like right bef- like a few years after they came here, I was their first generation kid. And, uh, yeah. and like, yeah, man, in Kelowna where I grew up, like I was the only brown or even just colored kid in general in my school yeah. for like the longest time. Yeah. I totally understand what you mean when you say like you feel like an outsider and you can't really relate to anybody. And they're like, what the fuck is this? You know, cause I'm like the yeah. only brown kid
1: around. Yeah, you know? exactly. It, it's it's hard. The first, the first generation kids. Oh, we always have just like a burden that we have that nobody else really gets. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because it's like, because it's like we're we're basically our parents' hopes and dreams, but we we're raised in a different place. So we're trying to figure out what we want for ourselves, but we're trying to like, like, like make them proud, but. Maybe making them proud isn't what we want. Like it, we want to do that, but we also need to figure out how we need to do it for ourselves. So there's always like this, uh, this conflict.
0: Yeah, right?
1: mm-hmm. and uh, trying to find your own way is like a little harder than most people because it's like you have like this all this ingrained like stuff that you have to be this thing so you, you know you can provide for your family, do all that stuff. At the same time, if you're gonna do it, you just have to be happy while doing it. And like a lot of the time, like growing up in like uh, like in North America like the way we learn things are different so we are we're always clashing with our families we're always because we we want to do what we feel like is meant for us we can't just like settle into like some like shit job because we see our parents do it right because they were trying to survive and we're trying to move forward kind of thing right yeah exactly and it's always like a it's always it's a struggle that not a lot of people get unless they you know, your parents are immigrants, and you are immigrated here, and you were the in f- your first generation, right? Yeah. And uh, that uh, that that burden is it's a universal thing, but nobody really talks about it, right? Because it's 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 a hard thing because it's like we don't want to sound ungrateful, you know what I'm saying? But it's at the same time we also need to like be able to like, hey, like it's not just, it's not easier for us because we're here. It's actually a little harder because we're trying to figure out how to survive while being very aware that we're different. Yeah. You know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: And that, and that, uh, and that's something that uh, a lot of people I've, and my discovery has found, I found that like a lot of people like don't really talk about and that's something that like, you know, we should, there's a lot of conversations that I feel like I feel very grateful that I'm alive. Because I feel like a lot of conversations that people have need to be ha- have had need to be having for a long time are happening now, and that's kind of how the world gets to, makes it to a better place by just talking to each other, right?
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think I think it's very true that I th- it's not something that's spoken about very much because it's a very real thing to like have this pressure on you. But um, I man, I love doing it for my parents, though. Man, they they. Um, I owe them everything in the world because I get to exactly. live here, you know, because like exactly. I could be living in a village in India right now and oh, yeah. uh, struggling with like a, over a billion people in my country, but like I'm here and man, yeah. the opportunities that I have here in Canada are fucking fantastic.
1: Oh yeah, straight up. Like I, I, I very much love my moms and for like bringing me here and, or uh, moving here and like, understanding that like eventually understanding cuz like you know every good person is <laughs> like i'm going to have to make my own lane and then like being supportive of that you know what i mean like i can i can't ask for a better support system than my mama so that's uh, i'm very happy for that
0: yeah and i 100%. appreciate
1: everything she had to go through to like so i could like thrive and stuff and like i'm i know when i can really like reciprocate it in like a physical way like She's getting the house straight up
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah she's getting absolutely. the house straight up yeah, yeah, absolutely, well, cool, thank you very much, man uh, I, I appreciate, appreciate it. I appreciate your time, thank you so much, and uh yeah, man, go ahead and plug where everybody
1: can find your your stuff all right, uh, so anybody who wants to find any of my music right now it's uh on Spotify apple music title uh. YouTube, freaking, anybody in the UK, it's Deezer. I got it on Amazon. I got it on, uh, I got it on, what's the other one? I got it on Google Play. I got it on basically all the platforms. And um, the two singles that I have out right now are Kill the Pills and Dope. Uh, I'm dropping a new single in about a week or so called Loco, that one's hype as hell. So if you know, you're looking to like, to rage or to party or something, that's definitely the track. Um I got a couple videos coming out when the album drops uh, my album Illuminate is coming out uh May 2019 um just keep watching uh I can't wait to meet all y'all when I get to come and perform for any any and everybody so like just keep watching out you know I appreciate all the love I appreciate all the, the respect and I appreciate all f- I appreciate everybody so you know what I'm saying like it's all Okay sorry technical difficulties right. Okay no
0: it's all good uh all right and uh also uh make sure dude grizzy you gotta have your sound your soundcloud updated i want to see your latest stuff up on soundcloud fuck what i will put my
1: stuff on soundcloud just because you keep (laughs) just because you keep pushing on it i'll put all my stuff i'll put my, my last two tracks up on soundcloud kill the pills is actually on my soundcloud right now okay good um I think that was the last time I updated it. I'll put Dope on there as well. And I'll put Loco on there when I drop it. So check out my SoundCloud. It's going to be under Grizzly Winter. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'll plug that in a bit. But, you know, like, <laughs> go, go put it on the SoundCloud. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, uh, yo, um, definitely big shouts to Sade, Monroe, and um, Core Case, and uh, Badu, because they're going to be on my album as well. Um and uh, big shouts to Sleepless Minds. They uh, they basically their their clothing brand is the main focal point of my next video for dope. So big shouts to them. Just yo, know, sh- show love. my my last thing is just like yo, know, show love and, and you know, anybody trying to create like trying to create, trying to get yourself out there. You know, keep pushing, man, because like we need more people like us. hmm
0: There you go. Yeah. Exactly. And artworks make the world a better place. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Well, yo, Grizzy Winter, thank you so much for being on the show, man.
1: Appreciate it, man.
0: Hell yeah. Appreciate you. All right. And that was Grizzy Winter. And, uh, he is a Vancouver musician and actor, and he will be having his new music come out in May, 2018. Make sure that you check that out. And don't forget to follow us at for the culture, Canada on Instagram and Facebook, and make sure you follow for the culture, Canada podcast on Spotify. Um, let me see, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, everywhere, man. We're everywhere, so make sure that you fucking follow us. And if you like us on... Uh apple podcast make sure that you leave a nice review and some nice comments i'd love to see what your feedback is on our episodes especially the latest ones that we've been up to because these last two ones have been skype ones and i think they're really sick so (laughs) anyway definitely thank you so much y'all and i hope you have a great rest of your day see ya
1: no rest for the wicked out. So it's another sleepless night. Put this on my family life. I'm acting till so we living right. In the blackest days and darkest nights. No, I am.